0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the wrestling podcast, and I know what some of you are thinking. It only seems like two minutes ago we were doing a wrestling podcast. It's literally a week. It's one week ago since the last one. That's how uh, thick and fast it comes these days. So, a uh, little bit of a shift of a brand. We're over on the uh, on the WWE for the uh, for the Backlash pay per view. Going to talk about the uh, prediction results from in your house and then predict what goes on for backlash so yeah um if you're not checking us out on youtube i mean you know what you're doing with your life go and check us out there's a video and everything so you know well worth it do subscribe if you're there it's literally the click of a button means a lot to us and uh you'll get to find out when videos are available especially if you click for notifications So there's that. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast Getting Over. Go.
1: Good evening, everybody. Uh, Welcome along to Getting Over Eighteen. After just one week, this time we're, we're all back again. Uh, for those of you not watching on YouTube, we've got uh, Matthew, getting his Sunday name, <laughs> uh, Paul, and Andy. Everyone's here. Evening, gents.
0: Good evening. Uh, How are we all doing?
2: All right, that's right. Yeah. Good. We're a week closer to football coming back, so that's always good. <laughs>
1: I'm feeling nicely refreshed after a, a decent weekend of uh, wrestling. Yeah. yeah, everyone, everyone seems to right. be, be in agreement. Well, uh, well, we'll get straight into it, shall we? Should we see what's uh, see what's going down predictions wise? So we were here why last not? week. Why? Why the bloody hell though? If you've if you've not listened to last week's episode, what are you doing? Pause this. Go back and listen. Then watch. In your house, <laughs> and then start this one again. Um, so yeah, predictions. Title time. So st- set aside five hours. So hours. Yeah. <laughs> that to, to be fair, lockdown is still in effect. People still have that kind of time, surely. But the uh, <laughs> yeah, pred- yeah. predictions title up for grabs as always. Uh, last time round, Matt had just relieved Andy of the hardware. But uh, who's who's going to take it this time? Well. We had a maximum of five points based on the matches. Uh, no, in fact, did we? We had a maximum of six. We had five.
2: We had five. We'd, we'd all predicted the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, aren't we? That
1: was right because uh, the Drake Maverick match was moved off the pay per view onto last week's or the week before's NXT. So we had a little go at that, and everyone was in pretty much agreement. And was like, "Yes, fairy tale ending. There's no way Drake Maverick loses, right?" Well, it did. So we all did really, really well to start with. We'd, we'd done some pay-per-view predictions, and everybody was already one point down before the pay-per-view even started. Um, but I am pleased to say that that didn't continue all the way through uh, the weekend. So, unfortunately, one member of uh, the getting Over team finished on two points. That is
0: Mr Cook. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. I was going to mention this earlier in the week about how you know when I finally decided to uh, to do a bit of research, how how well that went. <laughs> well, that
1: that put Matt one step nearer to returning the title until he pulled out three points. So, uh, in joint first position was myself, which is just a miracle in itself, and Mr. Paul Williams. So. We had a little chat before we uh, came on air by the medium of uh, everybody's favourite messenger. And we have decided that because normally we do uh, TakeOver and the Pay Per View prediction in one go, this time around it's obviously been over two weeks. It is with gritted teeth that I relinquished (laughs) (laughs) any kind of claim to that title at this point. And we're going to actually combine the in-your-house predictions and the backlash predictions points. So, Mr Cook, that is you well and truly off the hook. Chance to redeem yourself yet. But, yeah, um, we didn't do too badly um, getting a, a nice nice little four. And, weirdly, Paul, we've got different ones right. So there was still chances to win. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely, definitely not going to be bitter about the fact that... Um, Gagana didn't win the North American title and then that could have had some gold as well, but you know not, not gonna worry about that um so yeah, so that everybody decided that's what we're gonna do so so there we go um so take over in your house. what do we all think? I I, go, I, <laughs> who wants I, to go car.
3: I've not I've not got round to watching it yet. Ooh controversial <laughs> Mr. Uh, miss them all. I'm I'm uh, kind of hands up I'm writing school reports at the moment and, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, like, pe-
1: people people are working from home at the moment, right? That's like <laughs> I know, we everybody should actually be working from home if my bosses listen to this. <laughs> I definitely do. I watched it on my own time. Uh, <laughs> so well obviously it's not spoilers, because you've seen the results. We're going to talk about some stuff that's happened now. But first and foremost, what an absolute nostalgia hit. That was the point, yeah. but it absolutely worked for me. It, it kind of had everything, uh, right from the mention of the 1-900 numbers in America. Dial-up internet was referenced with DX using like a really old computer. <laughs> Adam Cole rehashing an ICO Pro advert in the middle of the, the, the pay-per-view, and then... An appearance from uh, Mr. Williams' favourite announcer of well, interviewer of all time, Mr. Todd Pettingill. I think very that was...
2: about... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I am not even what? sure if that if that wasn't Paul's favourite part of the whole uh, <laughs> per <laughs> Maybe it might be. To be fair, it was a, it was a, it was definitely nostalgia. Put it that way, I
1: reckon they did the nostalgia hit. Like so well that if you'd have actually looked at your calendar, it could have said like 1997 on it at some point during the course of the evening because it, it like they did all all the little touches were there from like the set, everything. Um, and yeah, speaking of the set, like it got utilized as well, perfectly throughout the night in different uh, guises from EO uh, jumping off like the, the, the rooftop of the door, and Johnny Gargano essentially entering the ring, looking like he'd just left his house by turning around and locking the door behind him. Uh, did, did anybody catch the Doc Hendrick picture on the wall as well? On his way
2: out, <laughs> which was uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he, like, did he kiss it before he left, or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> <he> winked it. <laughs> it,
1: like, it was definitely like left hanging That's there pretty within the time. Good. But, um, somebody was thrown through the window as well, was it? And the women, in the in? One of the women's matches. I think it was during the women's match.
3: Oh, definitely, there was definitely a plant pot thrown at. Did uh, Rhea Ripley threw a plant pot at Charlotte. <laughs> it I've was that. It, it. It was just. I thought it was just well done.
1: Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'd be very happy if they continue with an in your house theme. Um, a, you know, a takeover over in the future for sure because it, it was really well done. And I'm, I'm not even sure that the main roster could pull that off. In it's current guys it was nxt was was perfectly set up Um and again mentioned the women's title match in there for me that was probably my favorite match of the night and nice little surprise as well that it went on last uh it was i'd say it was a shock win but you know some people predicted that well, uh, one so just throw that <laughs> one in there um but yeah some some really cool spots in it and i, I think the new champion as well keeps everything feeling fresh so gives Charlotte Flair time to just bring it back in again um, for want of a better uh, better better expression and lack of a pun maybe in there but uh, Lee Ripley as well as we said last time around now gives her a chance to go on to something new and whether that'll be main roster I, I would suspect so other stuff that happened Matt, I'm surprised that you've say you not watched it, but you've not gone out of your way to watch the uh, Finn Damian Priest match because that was particularly good. Um, bump of the night as well. Have you seen the Priest bump onto the steps? No,
3: uh, I've not seen that yet. I, I, it's I, it's it's like it's the thing that I'm going to watch this week. It's just finding the time. Hopefully I mean, this weekend will be. kind Well, but.
1: The, the there is a there is a bump in that match that priest essentially stood on the apron having already set up the steps for a spot earlier in the match outside the ring and he, he falls backwards onto the metal steps. so you're thinking well it looks impressive it sounds good it's it's probably not that far don't get me wrong i still want fancy having a go at it but he, he, he catches like his back off the edge of the the far edge of the steps so not only does he absolutely like rinse himself on that one like he's then getting clattered high as well as he hits the floor at the same time, so it was, it was pretty rough. But managed to carry on with the match, but it was a, it was a, a bad, bad bump. Um, but then also, as well, I thought the, the Key Lee Johnny Gagano match was good too. And it had for me, it was because it was good storytelling all the way through. Uh, there was a bit of a callback to their interaction from NXT the, the week prior to In Your House, uh, Gagano stabbed some car keys into uh, Keith Lee's eye and they then sold it of a bit of an injury before he, you know was Keith Lee going to be 100% and that's why Johnny Gagano came to the ring with the keys since he locked the door and put the keys in his trunks and you know kept throwing back to that there was a point as well where then Keith Lee had him cornered and Johnny Gagano was trying to escape back through the door that he'd locked but then couldn't <laughs> find the key which was pretty good um, but also as well, working a body part, being, you know, been a bit of a sort of a dick heel, but a good guy ultimately prevails in the end, even though he didn't win me those points for the prediction. Um, I would say the only negative for me, and Paul, if you've seen this, I don't know if you would agree with this, that the, the, the opener, the women's match, that was the mixed match that we didn't talk about last time around because uh, they only just added it to the card uh, after we'd gone to air. Uh, Six women, the six women match, it's just really, really clunky and really disjointed. And it, it just felt like there was no kind of like time into it at all. Um, but pulling from that, Tegan Knox got a, a clean win over Dakota Kai finally as well. So I don't know if it meant as much, but they've been in a, in a big old tag match, whether we'll see that again at some point in the future. But it just wasn't if you wanted a hot match to start the, the pay per view. I'd have probably gone with a North American title match instead, but still, the, the rest of the pay per view did get better, thankfully. So it, was, it did, did kind of go up in my standings from that point. We've got something as well that, that like, coming up from this weekend. We've just talked about a match that wasn't necessarily my favourite, but this this coming weekend, we know that we're here to talk about uh, backlash. And already WWE have done us the favour of not worrying about anything that's gone before because this weekend is, is time for the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> they've, been, <laughs> they've been billing this for the last few weeks. Edge versus Orton. <laughs> I've just, before coming on to record, just been doing a little bit of uh, research and I was listening to a conference call with uh, Randy Orton to promote the event. One of the questions that was put to him was, "Do you feel any extra pressure? Like, how do you feel about it?" And I thought he answered the question really well in the sense of he said that he, he hated the idea of it being called that, seen as the greatest wrestling match ever in the history. At that point, hasn't even happened if, if it is supposed to be this weekend. But he gave it the old uh, with you know with added pressure comes like all all the was it was how was the saying go about all the extra pressure creating a diamond. So he, he managed to spin that one around quite nicely.
3: It's but, but neither. In, it seems like neither of them have bought into this greatest match ever because Edge keeps on taking the piss. I can't think what he's. I think there was a tweet today which he. Mm. I can't think what it was. I'll try and drag it off, but he, he was like, "Yeah, it's not going to be the greatest match, you?" I,
1: <laughs> I think was it the thing that I'd seen from Edge? The quote from Edge was like, "Well." There is no greatest song ever, there is no greatest band ever, there is no greatest movie ever, because it's all subjective. So the guy starring in that you know, the the only match that's had a tagline in recent history under WWE,
3: then pissing all over it before you've even got there. And uh, here you go, we get so so the last the last two tweet the last last few tweets, I just sang the greatest bedtime lullaby ever to Ruby. <laughs> Seems <Seriously, laughs> on seriously on point back last this Sunday. Uh, I'm currently drinking the greatest coffee ever. Hashtag back, backlash. <laughs> that is very well played. <laughs> I'm the greatest wrestling art article ever, written by my good ha- my good bud. <laughs>
1: in in the theme of greatest wrestling match ever, I thought we'd throw it out there. So what are your greatest wrestling matches ever? Obviously, if you're listening along, feel free to to comment. Like and subscribe as always, and uh, let us know what your greatest match is. But yeah, what do you guys think?
0: Other, other than other than the one I was talking about earlier,
1: <laughs> this this is going to get brought up now, isn't it?
0: Other, other than this <laughs> one,
1: it's going to be put into the public domain. So yeah, and did you want to explain what that video
0: is? Other than this one, so. Um, the date of the, uh, the date of these two videos is the thirtieth of March, twenty fifteen. The time on both of them actually is seventeen minutes past four in the so morning. What you're
1: what, what, what saying is then like actual prime pay-per-view time, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> prime pay-per-view time. Um, the the the. Content of those videos features uh, getting over a lum, uh, attempting to chop each other uh, on, on the very cusp of the famous Micklegate run in York, uh, what is essentially 20 past 4 in the morning, uh, having watched, did we decide which it was, whether it was WrestleMania or Royal Rumble?
1: That's WrestleMania. It's it's
2: Mark, Mark. it WrestleMania.
1: has to be WrestleMania. Having you just, also, it was, it was the night of uh, Seth Rollins catching and copious amounts of whiskey, I believe.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would like to actually offer my favorite all-time wrestling match. Go for it. So memories a little sketchy. But I'll try and piece it together I'm sure Paul will be able to give us The minute, let alone the date That it happened More than likely. I believe it was after A fairly major Possibly Wrestlemania Brock Lesnar Versus the Big Show Part of the match The Big Show Starts attempting To climb the ropes on the outside of the ring and Brock Lesnar counters by superplexing the 500 pound Big Show into the center of the ring and the ring, well it collapses but in all intents it like explodes like the legs go from under it the ring collapses the ref counts it just about and it's a, it's a win for for, for old uh, broccoli, Rob there, but I believe it was some kind of rematch from the the pay per view that had just come before it. It was it was from that
2: match was from June two thousand and three, uh, and it happened on happened on
1: SmackDown, and the it, obviously it's at the time where they bill it where the big show was still five hundred pounds, definitely wasn't, um but. No bones about the fact that they were they were two big fellas to be doing that. Big boys. And the the timing of it all was was like well, really well done because they they let the impact have the effect and then the ring just like
0: splat. The the timing the, the timing. I watched it last night. In fact, I don't I don't know. I can't. I won't be able to show the video, but I can show the. Um, No, typically it was it was set up on my phone and now oh no there it is. Uh the uh the two videos there, I watched I watched it last night. The timing of the like the impact there's a slight pause and then it goes it goes equally on both sides. It's impeccable. And I remember absolutely losing my shit when that happened.
1: I seem to remember as well. that It was Mike Kiota that was the referee, and I think he fell off like the back of the ring as it happened as well. Because obviously, like with the movement, I think he was supposed to kind of stay in the ring. I, th- I seem to remember him like falling he's, because of it. Yeah,
0: he's on the floor when the camera zooms in on him, and he's just in complete shock, and he's like, and then kind of remembers it's probably supposed to be counted at that point. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I do remember that. I remember that match. I remember that moment more than anything as well. That that's one of the things that kind of it gets played out as well. On every every time they need a Brock highlight reel, every time they need a Big Show highlight reel, that that is there. Um, I, th- I think as well. I think it's probably one of of all the different things that Big Show has done in his career. That's probably the one thing that he gets asked about the most. Um, I know that I, I know he was on uh, on with Jericho discussing that at a certain point as well. But yeah, it's 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 going to be one of them. Like it suspends your disbelief in it for, for even if it's just for a few minutes. But it was, yeah, I, I love that one too. That was a good good choice. Matt, Paul, mine will be didn't say Hardys and
3: Dudley Boys from Royal Rumble. Can't can it, it
1: was
3: the 2000 yeah and um, that street it was like a street fighty kind of type one and jeff hardy jumped off there was it was it was it a taxi that was it on the outside yeah. like the entrance kind of thing and it was just like all right yeah okay, this is cool and then I'll probably, i'm probably gonna steal yours because i think it was that there was that rumble had just two awesome matches and the uh, Triple H, McFo, uh, Cactus Jack, um, that was, that was a hot, like, hardcore speak, kind of fight, wasn't it as well, kind of thing, yeah. uh, those two matches at that, at that Royal Rumble, and, it was just, they, they, those two matches were great, kind of, kind of WWE wise, um, any kind of trawl through stuff that you saw, I think I saw like a, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles in there, there's a TNA, World Championship match, and that just goes all over the arena. It's this insane spot from Samoa Joe where he jumps over the railings like in a kind of bomb type of thing and absolutely destroys AJ Styles. <laughs> and it's just, and that, that, that's a quality kind of that kind of got that indie match about it kind of thing that uh, you know and everything about Joe Samoa Joe that unfortunately he's not really got to, the opportunity to show. In the WWE, properly, because of all of his injuries all the time, and then kind of third one then would be yeah uh, you know kind of or uh, yeah would be the Carl Fletcher um, Jordan Devlin match from Super Strong Star 16 last last year. There so those kind of set three matches just in different three different kind of settings and just kind of all different storytelling and building. All of it was just that those three matches would
1: be for the freak. well co- coincidentally on the night that we record it's actually exactly two years since me and you were uh, progressing Sheffield with the uh, cookie cast alum the JFG and that's two years it's two years since that particular death match that we always talk about with uh, Jimmy Havoc and Spike Treve. I came up <laughs> on my uh, came up on my memories if you um if you're valuing the thing that you might possibly have just eaten, don't go back and watch it. It is pretty great. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a memorable Memorable, being on the But no, my, I, I, I did think that you might uh, think that I'd picked uh, Triple H, Cactus Jack from uh, the Rumble. But I was trying to, I, what I was thinking about it, I was trying, thinking, mm, okay, I'm going to try and pick an actual wrestling match that's, that didn't have a gimmick to it. And the one that always comes to WWE wise from to the front of mind is uh, Jericho versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 19. Love that whole build up to it, cracking match, great finish. Come to the point where you think, right, that's it. Jericho and Michaels burying the hatchet, and Jericho in, in true like Y2J style, swift kick in the old go nads, and that's it. Instant heat again, back to being heel off he goes. And um, in terms of like outside of WWE I still stand by it's probably not been seen by thousands and thousands of people but if anybody's got access to Ring of Honor on demand it was live from the world wrestling mecca of Doncaster um, so <laughs> saw, saw Mark Haskins versus Adam Hangman Page just it was part of a UK tournament they did in the wider wrestling world it didn't really have much impact but Jesus Christ was that a good match, hard hitting great story all the way through it Good bit of shock value in it as well. So if you've got access to any of the uh, Ring of Honor online
2: stuff, go check that one out.
1: Which leaves us with you,
2: Paul. So, I've done done sort of similar to you. I've got two. So I've got one that I've been there in person. So my favourite match that I've been in person to watch. Um, And then the other one is just one that sort of always... It's like a childhood match. It's like one of the first matches I ever remember watching when I was a kid. Um, so I'll go with that one first so it's from Wrestlemania 10 but it's probably not the match that everyone probably thinks it is from Wrestlemania 10 so it's not so the it's not, ladder it's match it's not
1: the ladder match yet and there you go
2: No, it's the uh, Brett versus Owen match the first match on the card it was absolutely brilliant Like if you go back and watch it now you can just see why the heart family are just like top level when it comes to pro wrestling and stuff like that like obviously they've just they've just had it ingrained in them since they were born that like, out, out to work and stuff like that and like they put on a really really good good match and yeah just excellent from start to finish really. and then the one that I was in person to see is, a, is another one that you boys would have been there as well and it was the um, Jordan Devlin versus Dragon Dragunov match from Progress in Newcastle um, so that was, that was the first time I'd ever been to a progress show and I think at this point the only time I've been to a progress show actually um, damn, you, COVID. damn you COVID literally I'd never seen any of this stuff before, It was the only people I was familiar with were the people that I'd seen on WWE TV or the occasional people that might have popped up in TNA or something like that and obviously I didn't really know what to expect but that match, I literally had me on the on the edge of my. Well, we weren't sitting down, so toes, I suppose. But um, like, like seriously, I've never, I've never literally felt myself like physically sort of being pulled towards the ring with the action that was going on. It was incredible, really, really good. That was a good match, absolute balter. Mm.
1: So we've. We've talked. We've talked about the greatest wrestling match ever, but I'm sorry to have to drop my ready to grumble in here. And it's, not, it? nec- it's not necessarily about the tagline, although I guess that does form part of it. So if uh, someone wants to throw me up some time, it's time for ready to grumble. So stick me 30 seconds on the clock, and here we go. I want to talk about it again after this. Ready? Go. Okay, so. Edge and Orton, the greatest wrestling match ever. I can yeah, it could it could happen. It could be an absolute instant classic. I don't care how good the match is, you've used the theme tune from the greatest showman. Piss <laughs> off. No time for that whatsoever. Completely ruined the whole pay-per-view or that match anyway before it's even started. I'm gonna have to put up with listen to that for about three hours on Sunday. Stop it. <laughs>
2: Not happy about that at all. Really, really. really.
1: Oh, fun. I do. I, really I do actually have another one just in case I need it, but um, we, we can get to that at another point. Anything? Uh, anything cropped up for you guys this last week that you want to get off your chest?
3: I've, 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 I've actually not got anything this week. Got an, um. It's kind of gone and out. Oh, here we go. <coughs> per, per up. And this was a painful one, so... Randy Orton needs to shut up. He needs to stop going after indie guys and start, you know, this kind of whole kind of, you know, obviously he's gone after Tommaso Ciampa this week and all the leg slapping, criticising wrestling, starting to sound like Paul's mate, you know, and it's just kind of like, seriously, just get in your box, you go and do what you do, leave them to do what they do. It's all equally entertaining. Shut up
0: again beautiful time
3: if, you, if you're wondering
1: what matt's referring to or who matt's referring to as paul's mate, obviously go back and listen to the last episode
3: you'll find out um I, i'm not sure that's not a work yet that that was the only thing that i could possibly kind of rationalize it as if, if if it is a work but he's just got evidence of this of this kind of every sort of thing he thinks oh you know what I'm going to do I'm going to fuck some people off by saying something weird It's are just like ah mate you know it's something that loads of people use it <laughs> just ah
1: I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised especially after we, we mentioned Charlotte earlier on that she's just had that little run in NXT I wouldn't be surprised if they used somebody like Orton to do the same like they've just like riddles gone up there's talk of Dajakovic going up um, you know they could move half a dozen of them wherever they want, but then that's going to leave the, the roster a little bit light. So it wouldn't surprise me if we did get a little bit of movement. And the one thing that Orton's not really done, you know, it, I mean, he's not. He probably won't be happy about putting them over on the main roster, but working in their own backyard, it can only really boost their stock. But I'd, I'd be. I think they've either been smart about I think that it'll either be something where he goes for there for a little bit or they're putting that one in the back pocket until Champa gets a bit of a go at raw or Smackdown maybe. The leg yeah. the leg slapping the leg slapping thing kinda of tickled me a little bit because I thought if any if anybody, he's the guy that claps before he power slams every time. So,
3: you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Practice what you preach, motherfucker. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it's like come on there must be thousands of things that we either know about or we don't know about that create the sounds that we and uh, you know it, I think some, the problem is like, I think recently someone did one and it looked absolutely ridiculous because they'd slap the leg before they were even halfway up so it just looked stupid but you know one thing you can't do is criticise Tommaso Trump because he's one of the cleanest workers in the world at the moment and I just think sometimes he just goes for the wrong guy and they all seem to do it, you know, like when Seth Rollins, went, when Will Ospreay, and you're like,
2: whoa, hang on a
3: minute, this this is kind of regarded regarded as one of the best workers in the world at the moment and you're going for this guy, there's thousands of other people that you can go for, I've seen some shocking wrestling, you know, go and pick on somebody else, not the best workers in the country, in, in the world. Did you see see that stuff on um,
1: Osprey's Twitter this week about somebody had asked him about what, is he ready to get back to the ring when it all all the uh, restrictions like die off? And he, he put about having to change his style because he wouldn't be able to do all that flippy shit as it was put because of the uh, all the extra weight he's put on during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so well played, well played. will <laughs> <played. laughs> still will still come out like an absolute whip it won't he, when he when he does get back to it just be bouncing around like a pinball all over the place. But I think I think one of Orton's deals is that I think he's always been from that generation of, of work smarter, not harder, you know what I mean? So a lot of the NXT guys will quite happily take the risk where they're crashing off the top of a cage through two, two lots of tables or from this past weekend, jumping off the top of a ladder through a car windscreen and, and things like that, whereas... He's I think he's probably almost like the last of a, a generation where it's like a slow, methodical kind of a deal rather than like Bish bash bosh all the time. So I kind of I kinda of see it but I like I think like we said, I think that's just a nice way for them to build a story off the back of it.
2: So just 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 going back to that, you know earlier you said about um, Priest took the worst one of the weekend. Uh-huh. I'd I'd like to give special mention to Chamber. Because there was there was a point where Cross gave him like a a power bomb against the edge of the ring, and that looked like it yeah. was a stick. And yeah. obviously, like there was a massive neck problems. If if it's, it's not already to grumble, but he's in a similar vein. sitting on the if fence. You know, if you know that if you know that someone's got a, a, a serious medical issue with a part of their body, fair enough. You'd, you'd go for it in a work in a work sense from a wrestling perspective to sort of target the sensitive area. Maybe try not to actually paralyze somebody next time.
1: <laughs> Just that but as well. On, on the note of that match, we kind of uh, like glossed by it. But what what a job Champa did uh, putting cross over. Like oh, yeah. cross looked like instant
2: main event material straight off the bat again we mentioned, even that, that was that was the first time i'd seen him work and I, I just i couldn't get out of my head the thought that as soon as they put up together him and um, him and alistair black will just make absolute fortune together very similar sort of gimmicks and stuff like that That's super
1: super intense as well it's like the eyes all the way through the match was just like that. you couldn't stop watching that and yeah. granted it wasn't on for very long <laughs> but um it made him look like an absolute million dollars and you would would not would not look out of place if he was the next nxt champion straight off
3: the back of that match you just wonder you wonder you wonder whether it's just it's going to be i just wonder whether they've underestimated him because it was a bit a a bit a bit kind of like obviously he was in tna and wasn't there very long and obviously the scarlet gimmick you know, wasn't really polished because she didn't last very long at TNA because they both kind of left their uh, contracts quickly. I just wonder whether they ordered, because you know, from what I what I've seen of him, you just think surely he's he's a big guy, and you just think surely he just should just go straight to the main roster. And I can't I can't understand the build up of of, of you know in, in NXT is it going to be just wasted time and then by the time. By the time he does get moved up to the main roster, and you know, obviously this happens quite a lot, has his gimmick got stale, and Has, you know, as her kind of look got stale as well. I I wonder. I just wonder whether he's just going to tear through, <laughs> maybe yeah, Gargano, Chopper, so, and, and then uh, maybe follow or something like that, and then goes to the main
2: roster. I think the problem when they, when anyone comes into the company, the old the Unless they're an AJ Styles or Lashley, when Lashley came back, they're not. They're not just going to send them straight to the, uh, the main roster because they're not. And I hate this term. WWE ready. Yeah, they don't know how to work the WWE style. So That's why they're always going to send them to NXT to get them ready to work their style and so that, uh, Which is absolute bullshit because you signed them in the first place because of their style, surely. It's this
3: kind of thing of oh, you, they've got to work on their mic skills. I think this is always the always the thing when they come in from the indies or another company that oh, they've got to work on their mic skills. Well, obviously, carrying cross is not going to be doing a lot of mic skills stuff because that's what they got Scarlet there, Scarlet Bordeaux for. Exactly. So, you know, unless they were, had concerns about her, but she seems to smash it as well. To be honest, so.
1: Just before we then move on, um, as always, uh, going to give our friends over at Wrestle Cares a bit of a shout out. So if you've not uh, been over and checked them out already, you can find them on Facebook Wrestle Cares or on Twitter at Cares Wrestle. Uh, they're a charity that's uh, local to myself over in Hull that um, like to help out disadvantaged children uh, through the medium of wrestling a bit of merch and you know go and give them a shout. They run competitions. They've had shout-outs from some of the, the, the WWE roster, some not WWE, because they uh, also have Christopher Daniels on there. Um, but yeah, go check them out. Starting to pick up some steam, and uh, they'd really appreciate your support.
0: Right, we're going to take a ever-so-slight pause, and then we'll be straight back. And we are back. So, as we know, we're all here
1: for the predictions again. For WWE Backlash, so this time around, and that's emanating once more from the, performance. US. <laughs> the home of the greatest wrestling match of all time ever in the world, ever in the universe. But uh, that's Sunday, 14th of June, and we've time of recording. As always, seven matches have been announced. If anything changes between the recording and then, apologies, but we won't be including them in the points because we are not psychic. Otherwise, we would all win the title every week. Um, the the first match I've got down on the card is the women's tag team title match. So this time, between the newly minted champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks, versus former champions, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, versus the returning, Iconics you got to do that bit, otherwise it doesn't count. Watch it on YouTube if you're wondering what I'm talking about. So, it's been it's been a bit of a strange one with this. Like, the women's tag team titles have kind of been, as Paige has already publicly said this week, been swept under the rug a little of late. Um, but I feel like this could be a decent match. I like all three teams involved. It feels like the, the, the title run... Of the current champions i.e. The, the recent switch on to Bailey and Sasha Seems to be another cog in the wheel Of when Sasha going to turn For me And let's face it About damn time if it does happen I'm Not so sure it's going to happen this quickly But will they keep the titles What do we think
0: Retain
1: So Andy Putting it out there straight away So you're going Bailey yeah. and Sasha for the win Yeah too soon I almost wore my Bailey t-shirt for tonight, just for Paul, but I thought better of it. Okay, Andy is down, locked in for Billy and Sasha, and I'm going straight in off the back of that with an agreement, I think Billy and Sasha will also keep the title. Paul? There is, is the
2: absolutely well? no way Bailey loses this match. <laughs>
1: So what if Sasha loses it?
0: Mm. Mm. Kiss of Death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's, like there's
1: like
2: I think you said what's the what's the point in having what's the point in having him lose it well, win it the week before to so then just lose it? It doesn't make any sense to me, so yeah. I,
1: I I am a bit disappointed that they're gonna throw the iconics under the bus so quickly again, because they like they are a female tag team. Ultimately, Alexa Bliss is a singles wrestler. Billy and Sasha, singles wrestler. Nikki Cross, not so sure. Uh, said Alexa, so she's in now, aren't she? Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure, um, like why they would throw the Iconics under the bus unless they're going to give them the titles. Just can't see it happening this weekend. Matt, are you gonna are you gonna prove me wrong on that one?
3: I'm gonna go with the iconics (gasps) because what? I just I
2: don't know. I just yeah. It's it's almost like he doesn't
1: want the title. I've had it? Let's let's be honest. Matt is holding on to that purely for the fact that we drew Paul. So don't give him uh, don't give him
0: too much. I just say he's current (laughs) holder of the title at this point in time. Okay,
3: but like, like you said, though, you know, singles, you know, two singles wrestlers together, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So you kind of sat there waiting for them to turn on each other. But yeah, The problem cool. is, that I, I, the only thing I would say is, obviously, they're kind of building all three of them to all three teams to turn on each other. Because yeah. obviously, there was the thing with Billy Billy Kay slapped um Peyton Royce the other week. You've always sat there, kind of thinking. When's Alexa Bliss going to turn on Nikki Cross? Or, you know, or which would be more interesting if Nikki Cross turned on Alexa Bliss? That would always be quite a be an interesting angle to take. And then, you know, what is it now? Four years? Five years we've been waiting for Sasha and Bailey to turn on <laughs> each other? <laughs> well, I
1: suppose in theory, Sasha already did turn on mm-hmm. Bailey once when she just bailed on her after
3: WrestleMania 35. But mm-hmm.
1: that's. Uh, wasn't
3: actually storyline now? Contrary
1: for contraries' sake, but you know, yeah. That's fair. One thing I did notice this week, and you'll be like, oh god, here he goes again. So they win the titles on Friday, uh, Friday Night SmackDown, and then appeared on Raw because they can do that with the women's tag team titles. They appear on any show they want. They still had the side plates in in the first segment for Alexa and Nikki, and then they also appeared at ringside during the main event segment of Raw. And they had their own side plates in it. So, who noticed halfway through? But as a third point to this, they had Bailey's old hugger side plates in it, not the new naughty, right? Bad, badass Bailey or whatever you want to call it, the role model Bailey, should I say? So, just continuity all over the shop. Terrible. <laughs> it's, not they like, want
3: it's not like it's not like me from the uh, from the WWE store. Or they were just like, that's ah, it's too much." That the shipping's too much. well yeah anybody would think that they
1: don't own their own merchandise store that sells (laughs) these things (laughs) anyway so yeah moving on to the next card uh, next title match on the card we have the US title the probably I would say somewhat newly rejuvenated US title under Apollo Crews Uh, picked up the title recently from Andrade and I I don't know about you guys but I, I think he's really grown in the last few months probably more so than any of his time in WWE so far he's he's finally getting to kind of show what he can do I think a little bit more he's getting a a little bit more mic time and this is his first title in WWE after four years on the main roster first off can you believe that Cruz has been on the roster for four years because to me I think it feels like longer I think it feels like he's just been there forever now but he, he didn't have any titles in NXT either and he started there in 2014 so just nuts to say that it's been that long
2: he was one of the guys who just got moved up way too quickly like he, he barely had he barely had time to wipe his arse in an X T and then he was on the fucking main boss so
1: He's, he is that that big athletic dude though that they that, like they cry out for all the time and then it comes along and it's like I don't really think they knew what to do with him and no. uh, He's, he's going up against Andrade, so there is a bit of a rematch, although Andrade did have to, to win a triple threat match to get uh, his title shot. But I don't know about this as well, but Andrade just feels like he coasts a little bit for me. Um It's no doubt that Mr Charlotte Flair does have uh, plenty of talent, but it feels like he's been dialing in a bit ever since the kind of addition of at the time Austin Theory and Angel Garza to his little group with Zelina Vega and um, obviously Austin Theory has been moved on fairly quickly but I don't know if it feels like he's just lost a bit of interest really and um, obviously Zelina Vega will know that will be at ringside for the US title match this weekend but I can't, for me, I'm, I'm going to go straight into it I think Apollo Cruz keeps
0: it
3: yeah
1: So that's a Matt in agreement as well.
0: And me. I can, I can
2: say I can yes, see please.
3: It. That's why I'm trying to <laughs> win <winning> it, then. <laughs> well, well, based based, based on our uh, expertise of <laughs> Drew Maverick. No. Then, uh,
2: <laughs> well, so far, in both matches there's been sort of like teases of dissension in the ranks and, stuff like that, and that's a similar thing. Isn't there something going on with Vega and Andrade, there might be something not quite all not
1: quite all together there. Well, no, I think it's just Vega being the bossy manager, because she's trying to hold that little group together. And, uh, right, OK. The, the, I don't know, I can't what the building as the Latino, Lothario, whatever he is, Angel Garza, keeps trying it on with Charlie Caruso every 35 seconds. Um, Why wouldn't and I, th- I think that might be winding a p- part of the storyline for winding up Zelina Vega that he's not got the focus and she's the manager and all that. But Andrade, like I said, this is what I mean. I think he just drifts in and out, and it's he's not he's not the focal focus. point of that. Yeah, that of that group when he's you know he's a very talented guy. So I, I think he just needs to be a bit careful. Otherwise, I think he would be on my list for if you were going to pick people in a year's time that have been released. The only saving grace is that is for me riding players' coattails
3: a little bit at this point in time. They they ship they shifted things very quickly because he obviously won the NXT title, didn't he, from uh, Drew McIntyre, McIntyre. Mm. and it didn't it did not stay on him very long. <laughs> you know, they kind of he, he he dropped he dropped that title, and obviously he was then pushed up into the main, onto the main, roster. the Obviously, there there must be some kind of I don't know whether it's a language barrier or uh, you know. Obviously, they paired him with Vega, who's, a, who's obviously is a good promo and does a good kind of manager kind of thing. But he just never, yeah, like I said, he should be, he's really good, but it, it, everything always seems a little bit kind of lazy and not quite as crisp as it should be. And, you know, it should be more impressive. And, you know, the, 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 I don't think they'll be too worried about cutting him loose because yeah. not going to go there she'll be putting every title match she wants so. uh, did, did you see that they
1: announced on? I think it was either in your house or on Raw this past week they announced that she's had 55 title matches Jesus, she, has, she, hasn't, right. she hasn't been there that long really in the grand scheme of things oh, she's no. had 12, 12 championship reigns so far as well out of that so that's a pretty good uh, conversion rate but anyway um, so yeah next match on the card Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy now I'm going to take you back a week does anyone remember last episode and i said to you about the pc not being a safe working environment and possibly the the most dangerous place to work <laughs> um if anybody has heard from elias uh, recently he will confirm this after being involved in this angle he got hit by a car and um, it they're making it look like hard he's done it drenching his clothes in uh, alcohol as well and obviously dragging up all of his demons and such in, in the past but it's obviously pointing towards the fact that Sheamus has set him up. Uh, he cut a bit of a promo past week on Smackdown to say that he doesn't remember anything from arriving until waking up smelling an alcohol which uh, as he will allude to himself definitely not the first time that's happened uh-huh. um, it's this has very quickly become a heated rivalry and I think it's it feels like it's been designed to get Hardy back to the top of the card for like one more run But the problem is, they've also been building Sheamus in the same manner. So I get what they're doing, but I just don't understand why you'd put them two together, other than the fact that one's a face and one's a heel, because they both need momentum. And ultimately, one of them's kind of got to lose at the week, like coming up with the weekend. But who's it going to be?
0: This one can honestly go either way. There was was an element of... I thought about tossing a coin for this one. I was a little bit like... I can't decide, I can't decide, I can't decide. But you hit on the angle that I decided to go with in the end. I feel like this is possibly like a... A last time for Jeff Hardy kind of area. So potentially it might just be a... Let's give him that last run. Let him win this one and see where it goes. And obviously they can do more with Sheamus further down the line. I'll keep keep this going or whatever. It's Jeff Hardy for me, but it wouldn't surprise me if it went the other way.
3: Okay, Matt's down. Matt, who have you got? I'm going with Hardy as well.
0: Good choice. I think,
3: yeah, it's that. They're giving him the push, they're giving him the... Or is it the like little vignettes for three or four weeks to kind of build him back in, and you know, it's, it, Sheamus can go beat up little dudes for a few weeks, and he'll be back up at the top of the card again. Whereas I think if Hardy loses to to Sheamus, like where does he go next? Because there's not, you know, he need, he needs either a big guy to work with or an athletic guy to work with and it, it's kind of it, you know which way do you position him next you know if, if, he, if he can find a way to kind of you know to keep his to keep his winning streak going and like that, that's the way we're going to go ok uh,
1: got you down for Jeff Paul I was going
2: to I was going to throw out
1: a cheeky no one
2: will win Sort of, there'll be a bit of a dodgy, uh, dodgy finish on the end of this one. Um, like you said, obviously no one's seen Elias for the last couple of weeks. Does he somehow interject himself into it? We've not seen, uh, we've not seen everyone's favourite piece of royalty for a while. So, King Elias. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah, stick me stick me down for a, a weird no contest jobby and that like nobody wins, it just gets it gets thrown out because of outside interference or someone okay. breaks a nail or so, uh, sorry, Some some sort of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well we've
1: had we've had the Bailey catchphrase, we might as well throw out Paul's token and no contest prediction as well. I was wouldn't be, say. It, it wouldn't <laughs> be getting over without it, would it?
3: Banded. Well, If you win that belt on that fucking thing Jesus Christ (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost
1: playing for points because I am going to say Sheamus but also as well with the the added background that I say I think this is designed to get someone up to the top can't see the universal title picture keeping going with Miz and Morrison so why not Sheamus versus Braun because I'd want to see that so I'm I'm gonna pick shit in this on that basis. Well, he'll have a lot to answer for if uh, he loses at that point. Then. Obviously, <laughs> definitely won't take him. Um, now, the quest. The question is: the next one I have down on the list is the greatest wrestling match of all time ever in the whole world in the universe. So, do we do we go for the predictions for that now, or do we leave that to last?
2: Well, it's got to be the main event, so leave it till the main event slot
1: surely Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Well, if you're listening, Randy Orton, you've just been pushed up the car. Uh, so with that, we'll go to the women's title match from Raw. Newly minted champion Asuka, uh, following uh, the Money in the Bank, versus Matt's favorite female wrestler of all time, Nia Jax. So. As Matt has as well alluded to on previous episodes, Nia's been dominating the Japanese contingent on Raw for the last few weeks, but finally, finally gets a title match at Backlash. Uh, I suppose the ironic part is if Nia wins, WWE might face a Backlash because uh, probably the biggest one since the women's evolution began. Charlotte, as well, also had a Raw title match. Uh, almost had a Raw title match this week because they advertised Charlotte versus Asuka, then it to be a title match. Then wasn't weirdly. Um, she still main evented Raw against Asuka in a non-title affair, but Flair picked up the win because of Nia Jackson. interfering. So, where do we go from here? What do we think is going to happen this weekend?
3: Who wants to take this one first? It's kind of in the in the kind of logic of kind of taking a title off somebody really quickly
2: after all the kind of goodwill that they built
3: up and the kind of good way that it was done it seems like a, a, a strange kind of one to throw it to Nia Jax. Um and obviously they're building i surprised surprised they're building Charlotte up to another title match uh, <laughs> by interjecting oh no, shit I've lost one and again so I'm going to find myself another one to kind of find my way into um, but yeah you know my feelings are well known on Nia Jax so, so what it probably is, is Oscar wins and then she has to give up the title on Monday because she, something's been fucked on herself so, um, you know <laughs> 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 yeah, she, can't, she can't wrestle for like uh, she can't wrestle again because her head's on sideways now <laughs> 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 well
1: I I I agree with I agree with your choice of winner. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to go with with Asuka for winning the title, um, regardless of what shape she's in come Monday night. But after, I think it, after after Raw this past week, it's it's looking more and more likely that yeah, it's going to be another Charlotte Flair uh, shot of the title. But as much as Flair has been forced on fans, especially over the last two months, I, the last Monday. I actually enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good main event. Until the screwy finish, which was, I guess, always going to come because of the, the Nijaks match this weekend. But, I, you know, they had a good match at WrestleMania 34. It was a decent build to that. They seem to have got a good footing again. So I'd, I'd be happy watching the Charlotte Flair her uh, match. I think with Flair, yes, it's unfortunate she does get pushed on people so much. But bottom line is she can still do it. You know, she's still, she's still a good performer. Um, I just... My only caveat to the whole setup would be that Asker finally needs a proper, like, decisive submission win somewhere in it. Because if she keeps just losing to Charlotte, it does nothing for either of them, I don't think. But for the weekend coming, I've got Asker to beat Nia Jax. Paul's nodding. Andy's nodding.
0: I was actually going to say that I was going to use a, uh, a Paul Classic on this one, and I was going to go with a cheeky DQ. But, I th- I mean, the, the the theme with this has to be, it's way too soon for any of these belts to move. So, I'm going to actually lean towards Oscar, but I'd like it to be noted that I didn't say DQ at the time, <laughs> just in case something comes with it. A dog special. <laughs> so you, you,
3: what you're telling me there, Andy, is
1: you're looking for half a point out of this
0: regardless. Eh? I'm not using the words half a point, but in a draw situation and this match goes to a DQ, I would be looking for some sort of goodwill gesture <laughs> no, along the lines no. of half a point.
1: No. Well, I've got you. I've got you down for Asker, and uh, in brackets, possible DQ. So there you go. It's on. It's on the sheet.
3: You got Paul to commit
2: to it. R- <laughs> at least Paul commits to it. <laughs> now you can't debate that. That that is true. At least I mean, I mean, I, I do spout a lot of bullshit, but at least at least I go full ball with it.
1: <laughs> so you you sticking with you, the fact that you nodded at Asker, You are sticking with that choice?
2: <laughs> Me. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't reward a girl for splitting some fucking head up We can't do it. Jesus Christ!
1: Well, I guess we'll find out someday. Basically, is the answer to that question? Who knows how they, they do it? There's got to be a surprise somewhere.
2: Um, oh, Joel, oh, oh we'll come to that later on. Oh, I hey, hope. Oh.
1: Okay. Well, is that we've got uh, three matches left, uh, let's get into the universal title match.
2: I don't know how you guys
1: feel. Don't really want to spend an awful lot of time on this because the way that it's been built could not give a monkeys right now. Um, it's a really strange build. I want if Miz is going to be in the title picture, I want to see the version of Miz that was WWE champion back in the day I don't want this stupid prank playing frat boy like Joker it doesn't do anything for me at all Um, still I suppose it was quite a good excuse for him for Braun to be able to get his car flipping skills out on Smackdown this week and uh, tip up the impractical Joker's van as he seemed to do but yeah not bothered want Braun to kill both of them just can't have it any other way for me so Braun is.
2: It's that sort of thing. I believe we might have even had this conversation. Possibly not on the podcast, but I've definitely spoken to you about it. About two years ago or so, if you'd have said Miz, the main title picture again, I think a lot of people would have gone, yeah, he's worked hard for that. He's, he's worked mm-hmm. his way up. He's put the effort in. He's probably in a position now where he's, he deserves another run with the title. But like you said, the character he's, he's portrayed now is just like... And I don't really know what happened, because obviously, last year, in his, in, his, um, uh, in his feud with Shane McMahon, obviously he was playing the good guy, and then he's just completely gone and big showed it, and just, he turned up one day, and he's a bad guy again. That's just come out, absolutely out of nowhere. It wasn't like a gradual turn, he just was was changed overnight, in, in one regard, and... Yeah, it's it's another one. Like the the, the theme of this pay per view shouldn't be the greatest the greatest match of all time. It should be, do we have any tag teams that want to stay together? Because <laughs> you'd imagine there'll be a, there'll be a turn at some point with these two. will probably shit all over Morrison's chips, and that'll, that'll be that done. So mm. yeah, just the, it's all again. Basically, got Roman be... Reigns Roman Reigns not being able to perform has just thrown an absolute spanner in the works and they just don't know what to do with that belt. The thing. They've got to be careful with the tag team
1: situation as well because obviously one half of the Usos is out for, for the foreseeable. New Day, current champions on SmackDown. Miz and Morrison uh, are obviously there as well. Forgotten Sons going to be forgotten because of recent misdemeanours as we talked about last week. So, SmackDown's tag team division all of a sudden looks a little bit thin on the ground. Um, yeah, again, I, th- I, NXT, think
2: the, uh, I think the remedy for that might be a few call-ups from NXT.
1: I was going to say, NXT are quite top-heavy, as, as always, seems to be with the, the decent tag teams. Um, and again, I'd probably say Raw's getting a little sketchy, because every tag team is, is kind of either a makeshift tag team, as in, like, the, the Disciples of Rollins, and, like, and I suppose you could even throw MVP and Lashley in there after last week, because as soon as MVP was supposed to wrestle his last WWE match about three months ago, and now he's on there every week. <laughs> um, but the the Street Profits and um, the Viking Raiders as well are like the two main teams on there, and they're seeming to be like budding up at the moment, doing all the kind of different challenges in the in the, in the best of however many it's going to be until they come up with something else for them to do series. Um, I'm not disputing that I'm being entertaining. So I've quite enjoyed some of them, but yeah, I think that they need to be careful in splitting up the tag teams. So we we we, we digressed slightly away from the uh, the matching question. Who I picked Braun. Everybody else in agreement? Yeah. 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 full Four again. Ooh, we're gonna be we're gonna be this, this title is gonna be tight this time around. We've got a few similar predictions. It could be that Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, coin toss that decides it. Or, I think this might be where Paul's alluding to, so we'll go to Paul first on the the next prediction. The WWE title match, Drew McIntyre, current champion, going in against Bobby Lashley. So, I would go with that Lashley has probably not had this much attention since his days of wrestling in the honour of Donald Trump at WrestleMania 23. Given current world situations, probably kind of ironic now, but I'll leave that alone. Yeah, let's let's just skim past that, shall we? Now under the guidance of MVP, uh, we've learned in the last few weeks that Lashley's seemingly lost his wife from ringside, but uh, gained a new finisher in the full Nelson submission. Um, Lana actually spoke on Raw this week as well, who said that she's going to stop accompanying Lashley to the ring to concentrate on her own career. So we could be getting a line in ring return out of all of this as well. So you yeah, know, Lashley, who 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 knew the MVP Lashley partnership would be the gift that kept on giving? Yeah. Um, every, every cloud has you know nothing but shit inside. You know, <laughs> um, I, I do think, for me personally, Lashley, whilst he has been made to look like a credible threat, giving him the title now will just make him a transitional champion, but. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna step on any toes, Paul. I'm gonna let you take this, as I said. So, where where are you going with this one?
2: So this is this falls under the category of they like to put something in on most shows, which is a well, oh, fucking, hell, why have they done that? That's that's that sort of come out of nowhere, blah blah blah. Um, back in the day when Lashley first like, first debuted, like, I don't want this to come across as racist because it's nothing nothing to do with race, but people thought he was basically the black Brock Lesnar because he was very similar in physique, he had a very similar style and it always came across that that was a match they never got the chance to do because they were never in the company at the same time. Obviously Lesnar's not there, but he got beat by McIntyre do they bring him back to face McIntyre or do they bring him back to face the guy who beats McIntyre and then two birds one stone he gets his title rematch and you get this match that the building they've been building well not building as such but that's been discussed for the better part of 15 years yeah so, cl- so I agree. Was- so I don't I don't want to see it and if it does happen I'll be disappointed because i feel that they'll have left major major money on the table with drew but it's to be down for lashley to win
1: okay um i absolutely agree with everything you've just said i think including the fact that i am picking lashley as well Um to be fair the guy could have had a better run he was a decent champion in tna so he's, he's, he's been at the top of a card before and um, Say his time at WrestleMania 23, you'd have thought he was poised to become, for want of a better expression, the next big thing. But it never really quite happened. So I think, I still think, you know, I believe what I just said a minute ago that he will be a transitional champion. I think it'll be Lashley versus Brock. But then I think they'll then keep the inevitable McIntyre second reign, if you like,
2: so he can win the title in front of a live crowd. I've always yeah, that would that would make sense. Yeah, that, that, so. that's a good point. That would, that would give him the sort of the that'd be a good runners-up prize if that makes sense. for
1: him. Yeah. So, as as much as it pains me to say this, I'm I'm picking Lashley as well. Yeah.
0: Andy, I'm going dream. I think it still. I. It's weird because I agree with absolutely everything that you've both said there, and that actually sounds like a really good way to take it forward, which is another reason I think it won't happen. How many times have we predicted something or suggested something or written something, if anybody's listening, that's uh, looking for writers for the WWE right now? uh, uh, How many times have we said, that would be great, that's the best way that they could possibly take this forward, and then nothing's come of it? And those are the times that we're often on the opposite end of what they end up doing. For me, it feels too soon. It feels like Drew only just got it. I I think they're going to take it a little bit further. I don't know how much further. But certainly, I, I personally don't think it's going to be this one. So, Drew for me. Okay, I've
1: got you down. Matt? Yeah, Drew McIntyre Drew, for me.
3: Yeah.
1: Do we not think that this has got the all the hallmarks of uh, Brock turns up and does whatever the fuck he wants moment as well and just takes both of them out like he did in that match last
2: week? Oh, God, Mr. This, Williams this last, is, last week, last this, time around, do you know what I mean? This could, this could be the no contest of the night. Oh, no! <laughs> well, do we before we then talk about the
1: world's greatest wrestling match of all time in the entire land universe 24 7 7 11 i 47 championship do we need to take a little pause to uh
0: we will take like, a pause you know, and that way we can, uh, we can gather ourselves and so can everyone else in preparation for what's about to come so uh we will be back momentarily Go.
1: So, do we all feel suitably refreshed, suitably prepared to talk about this?
2: Can we even, you know, are we going to are we going to dub this? Are we going to dub the segment the the greatest podcast segment of all time?
0: On the greatest podcast of all time. I,
1: I feel I, I feel a lot of pressure with that, but you know, with as we mentioned, with pressure comes diamonds, and all the rest of it.
0: So. With with great power comes. Oh no, sorry, wrong one.
1: The only the only way that this could be the greatest prediction segment in the history of podcasting would be if somebody actually gets a full out, which has still not happened. It's been very close. Uh, but it's still not happened in the in- entire history of getting over, so we'll uh, we we'll see. A full out see. Out
2: on, should have been a full out on Sunday. I mean how, how, how you don't have velvetine drink win is absolutely disgusting, but we No.
3: There was there was only ever one winner there, it was
1: just Adam Cole, baby. Had to be, had to be. Although we didn't talk about this, and I will just mention it only very briefly. There was a point during that match where Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong were essentially abducted by Dexter Loomis. Adam Cole then went on to win the match and clearly did not give a flying fuck what had happened to them <laughs> two. So uh, is that another is that another team where there's
2: potential for a split,
1: maybe? Nah no, With any luck Dexter Loomis will deliver them Directly to Smackdown um,
2: <laughs> oh, we'll Just before we go any further That was another thing That I picked up on uh, the, the NXT Championship That Adam Cole had Had the WWE side place on. Yeah it did And I see it's not just so, me He's turning so He's what, turning what? What's going on there?
1: Well It's not like you know they, were, they weren't filming it in the parking lot of the building which has contained the championship with his actual plates on for the last three months so it's um, yeah but that I thought was a bit of a strange one too but yeah I'm I'm, I'm obviously uh, having some sort of effect on you
2: Paul if, you, if you're starting to look <laughs> at intricacies of the belt. No uh, because no, I, Amy I, 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 drive, I drive Amy nuts with it as well because I pick up on it like TV shows, films, continuity areas, awful. It'll be It'll be next time around
1: when uh, we've got the video set up and there'll be a nice little championship belt hanging on the wall behind you (laughs) there.
0: So, yeah, let's get into it. But will it it. be this one? Is the question.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, that's Matt. You've surely stolen that from him.
0: He left it Um, locked in his car, so, you know.
2: Oh, well, we just have to buy the yeah. bullet and just get four of the championships, so we can just basically pick it up to whoever's got it <laughs> at the time. Well, I haven't got the, the the
1: resource to be able to make a new one with side plates, and I think that might be a little fiddly. <laughs> <laughs> so, does anyone anyone want to make this prediction? I suppose it could be twofold because one, who's going to win, and secondly, will it be the greatest wrestling match of all time? I think it'll be a clean sweep on one of those answers.
2: Um. What do you reckon? Part of me me really wanted to go 30 seconds, spear, win. So they just basically (laughs) do a massive VAT to everyone who's watching. (laughs) I think that's known in the business as doing a Goldberg, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Um, uh, I don't know with this one, because all logic sort of would point towards Edge winning, but obviously if Orton wins, then you've got the last one apiece, they need a rubber match can they sort of like string it out till SummerSlam and do it then <sighs> stick me down for Orton okay, okay. no messing about and no yeah. it won't be the greatest wrestling match of all time <laughs> now
1: i would probably normally bet our house on the fact that matt will pick around the Orton prediction at some point
3: is that going to happen? You're very lucky because you can stay in your house. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> that was last weekend. I'm going to pick him. I'm going to pick him till it till it, till it's right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god! You've just jinxed Dortmund for the remainder of his career. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going with on for definite.
3: Yeah, it's, it's you yeah, know obviously like like Paul said, it's the kind of logical kind of thing of like. I mean, I God, God knows what the the kind of the third one in the trilogy is going to be, because obviously they've done the kind of street fighty kind of thing, and then now we're going for a classic wrestling match. So I don't know, Helen, Sal, or so yeah. I just it's it's kind of a very strange kind of thing because I presume, after all the shit that I said about about Randy Orton before, I presume that Edge is working with him exclusively. Because he's one of the safest workers in the company. And what they don't want to do is see Edge broken in real life from wrestling against somebody who's probably not going to take as good a care of him as they should. So then that makes me wonder what the payoff's going to be at the end. You know, I'm still going to pick Randy Orton because I think it's that kind of kind
2: of concept of you know they want a trilogy of it but what is the trilogy going to be
3: because it worries me kind of in that kind of in not not in the sense of oh worried about the world of wrestling i'm worried about you know in the same way like we said you used to worry when page used to take a bunch that you still worry when you see daniel bryan doing something you know there's certain wrestlers that you see you know um like paul said with tommy chomper when you know the history of their health you worry where they're going to go next and where they're going to go with it and you know that you know that at the moment you know that, that the reason my edge is wrestling with, with Randy Orton is because he's the safest safest guy in the company at the moment you know he's, he's a WWE laugh. he's not you know everyone laughs about you know The Rock going John Cena going other, other people going to do films he ain't going to go and do films he's going to be in the WWE till they don't want
1: him anymore um, but he yeah, said on that, so, um, that conference call that I listened to he said that his, his target is to wrestle until his 50th birthday so by my calculations he's still got another 10 years there yet geez. so he's, he's, a, he's approaching 20 years in WWE now as well I need to think that he could he could effectively have a longer in-ring career than The Undertaker and I would suggest that shows that he does take care of himself and like you say, the, the other people that he worked with. Takes care of himself, take care, takes care of others. Yeah.
0: Mm. Has he not well, been doing some TV work? work, though?
1: He's done a few films and stuff in the past, hasn't he? Like, he, uh, he took over the 12 rounds man
2: after the scene and binned it off after one. Um, has he done a Marine yet? Oh, <laughs> well, he was supposed yeah. to do the Marine, wasn't he? And then they pulled him from it because he got the uh, dishonourable discharge when he was actually a Marine oh shit because <laughs> <No. laughs> yes. they, they'd cast they'd cast him for it they? and then like the Marine Corps came up to him and said um, yeah we'd, we'd prefer it if you didn't put him in that book, <laughs> if you but just going back to what you were saying about uh, what they could do for the um, for the trilogy of the matches for the third map it could go back to what Stu was saying earlier uh, earlier on. that could potentially be a way of getting him onto NXT in that he could do a loser leaves raw stipulation to sort of bring it to a bring it to a close you could do a thing where obviously autumn, autumn loses and he has to leave raw so that give that puts him back on like nxt for six months so people like not forget about like him as such but like get a different flavor and then he can just jump on the smackdown beat whoever's the universal champion to sort of like kickstart another reign or something like that. Just keeps it fresh, I suppose, and it gives it gives them an out as to what they could do as a big stipulation for the final match. If that's what they decide to go with, he's definitely got a skill set,
1: and he's he, like, he's definitely got that. So, if you put him on NXT for
2: six months, like you say, that only then elongates his career even further to me
1: because he's, he's not you know he's not having to travel for TV or, or when when things
2: do kick up again. Well, yeah, he, he said that he on um, he said that on one of the um, I think it was a, I think it was strange enough an Edgy Christian podcast. I think he was saying that obviously because he's, he's been like on the road permanently for the past eighteen years or so, with a few breaks here and there where he's had an injury. But it was that he was he was getting to the point now where he was hoping that if if possible he could take some time where if they went on like a European tour. Wouldn't necessarily have to go, or if they went on a big overseas tour, he could potentially stay at home, and he could. They, they got to a point where they could send somebody else. So, like you say, moving to NXT would be perfect because he would have, he wouldn't have to do as much travel. You don't you
1: don't, don't want have... to. go overseas until then, there uh, until all the blood money rolls in there, does he? When he takes that trip to Saudi, for then dollar dollar bills you off. Yeah, but I I don't know with this one because like. Obviously I worry about the billing, we all know that, we've been through that a hundred times tonight, but they've got my attention with it. People have been talking about it, like, both of them have cracked out a a good 45 minute each conference call for for press and stuff, and that, you know, each, so that people are wanting to kind of know what's going to happen. I'm just not really sure what that's going to be, but something, you'd like to think something has got to be planned.
3: Is Christi-
1: um, isn't christian booked for raw he, he was on he was on raw this past week they
2: did the peak no. show um, it was quite a good quite a good segment time. actually mm. i didn't um, realize that he, he's on the no contact list though isn't he so like he, he's one of the guys who they can they can't do anything in ring with him because of his concussion stuff so yeah unless he's um, unless he's been like granted a, a sort of a temporary time for action You'd imagine that you can't get involved from a, an in-ring like
1: he, perspective. Like he's just borrowing somebody else's skull for the weekend or something, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It's one. It's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because there's a the whole thing about Daniel Bryan had it, came back. Edge had a bad neck injury, came back. And like he's been quite vocal about that won't
2: happen for him. But then, because he's involved in wrestling, because we're all wrestling fans,
1: it's like oh he's been vocal about it so that means it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen still at some point and it's just a swerve so is it not sure I don't know but They said that the segment on Raw was quite good because it was almost like a Christian heel turn for a minute because he was basically laying into Edge and then he brought it right back full circle at the end of the segment to make it almost like a motivational speech to get like, to get the fire going again uh, to, to push Edge on in his match against Orton um, I am going with you guys. I think Orton wins, prolongs it. So, but something—I still feel like because of the tag, they can't have it build as the greatest wrestling match of all time for it to be then a crap match with a, with a clean win. I, th- I think something happens, whether it's a return, whether it's a debut. I, I'm just—I'm just not sure what it's going to be, but something has to happen big time like, big time if if they fans will forgive them for not having the best in-ring match belt to bell because i don't realistically think anybody's expecting it but they can't build something as the greatest ever and then just have it as a flat finish and that's it job done off you go it doesn't it don't sit right to me that so maybe it's just because i've thought about it too much and i've just had too much time in my hands locked in andy's basement still but um, I, I just, you go turn the power back on me as well. Um, but it was perfect timing on it. But um, well, uh, yeah,
0: just just a, just going, a reminder to watch what you're saying there, Stu <laughs> I can always stop. I can always stop sending those tins of paint down for your lunch
1: because you, you're you're gonna pick edge aren't you you're so annoyed that we've all picked all on you right now i'm, I'm
0: turning his electric off now i'm absolutely picking edge
1: <laughs> is this purely a points maneuver
0: i knew you were gonna say that and i know how it looks because obviously i've waited till the end everybody's gone with randall and i'm like sedge but i thought it from the start um i'm, I'm Thinking that this is just going to be the start for Edge. Somebody like that. They want to get him back in. They want to get him... Hitting the big names. Hitting the big matches. Get him moving. Get him going. I think it's an opportunity for them to have Edge win and move on. And like you say about... Old uh, old Randall Keith. If they want to send him into NXT. A loss loss could do that. Um, Obviously... If he does win and I do happen to take a point off the back of it, I mean, I'll send him a little something, the five. Hey, you, you might not even need that extra half point you've
1: been fishing for.
0: I might not. Who knows? <laughs> but it's it's edge for me. And, and the, I think if you go back, look over all the matches, look at the number of times that I've picked Randy Orton. I'd also say look at the number of times I've picked Randy Orton and he hasn't won, so well. I uh, feels you there. <laughs> we'll, we'll turn turn up for the books on this one. Uh, it's, Kids
2: with spirits,
0: it? it's edge for me. Yeah,
1: cool. It's it's down. It's locked. That's it. Predictions for Backlash finished. So, yep. Yeah, if you've not already, tune in for uh, to the YouTube. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, share it with all your friends, as we all always like to say, and uh, leave us your predictions below in the comments. See if you can beat us. See if you can uh, maybe even get on, maybe as a guest at some point. Um, but yeah, any other business tonight, tonight, gents? We got anything else that's been piquing your interest in uh, the world of wrestling for the last week or so? Oh, God, I'm God taking you. One thing that we haven't mentioned on the podcast, um, if we have got a little bit, is uh, we haven't we haven't mentioned the last ride. Anybody been keeping up with this? The Undertaker documentary.
2: Very, very good.
0: It was my intention to wait for it to all be released. I can't, I can't do with waiting for stuff. I like to. I'm, I'm a true <laughs> binger. Um, I, I have no sort of patience, so I lose interest in it. Like if I have to wait, I'm like I don't, I don't care anymore. So I was gonna wait for it all to be available and then uh, and then watch it in one go.
3: I, I, I haven't got around to watching it yet. I'm uh, still
1: watching
2: uh, the last dance, the uh, the Michael Jordan basket basketball one, because Consi- considerably less wrestling involved in that one. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I- only just, you. only
0: just. Yeah, it has got Dennis um, in it, so yeah. yeah. Radman um, I think the, the for me
1: the the test of it was, was that it's one of them programs where can I try and sneak it on when Sarah's also in the room? Can I? Is it going to pique her interest? Because as much as she likes, I say she likes the wrestling. She watches the wrestling when it's on. She follows it when it's on. But she will probably choose to watch other stuff over <laughs> and above. Don't think that's a secret, so... Um, we've watched the episodes that have been on so far and I say we've watched she she's not been on her phone even during it she's not the world's biggest wrestling fan but it, it's grabbed her attention and it's it's people are saying oh it's finally the death of, of Kay Fabian and all the rest of it well that happened a long time ago now if you think the Undertaker doc- documentary is the final nail in that coffin and um, change your name from Jim Conner um, but it, you know I, it happened a long two, time ago.
2: It, two mentions. Two mentions on the podcast.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, it, it is really good. Really, really worth watching. And the fact that it's been shot over such a considerable amount of time, um, they, they haven't rushed it, they haven't done it as a oh, it's coming back for Saudi, let's get it. let's knock out a twenty four, you know, for for one event. They've been literally waiting years to piece this together
3: and then put it out now. Um, and I, I listened to an interview um, with him and that the, one of an American sports writer guy that he did a couple of weeks ago, and he, he was like, "I just wanted them to record what I thought was going to be my last match." So they started it, what 2017, uh, yeah. uh, um, and he said, "He said I just wanted them to record my last WrestleMania, my last match. Yeah, you know, I was done." and then he's like, and then it just kind of snowballed from there, kind of thing, and up until, I think once they decided to kind of, up until, you know, really kind of late on, they are like, oh, we might have something here, kind of documentary-wise, but you just think, yeah, yeah he's, he's been kayfabe for 30 years, and not, you just think, the amount of opportunities that he's missed, you know, that through being, you know, so dedicated to the character. Yeah, fucking just give the guy a chance to be out there and, you know, get to know this person that, let's face it, you know, I was scared shitless of him as a child. And then you were still kind of scared shitless of him as you got a bit older. <laughs> and you still had the mystique of this kind of thing. And it's quite nice for these people to, to come and get out there and speak and, you know let people appreciate them instead of just you know he could have walked away and gone and lived on I presume he lives on a farm ranch kind of thing in Texas but why shouldn't he have his moment in the spotlight because far less worthy wrestlers get it and wrestlers that are in his the same echelon of him have all had their own documentary where we get to see behind that person but on a he should stick to being the Undertaker. Mm. No, I'd quite like to get to know. After, you know, it's a bit more interesting to get to know this guy that actually has spent 30 years of you knew very, very little of him. You know, like when you first, when everyone first saw that tattoo on his neck of his ex-wife's name, and everyone was like, <gasps> you know, and it was like that little kind of small kind of bit of the, Oh, he's got a life outside of wrestling. Yeah, no shit. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, it it's gas on
1: the. I, I can't recommend it enough. It it's it, is, it has been been really really good, and I also to, I'll have to fast forward through the operation bit because I'll
2: barf all over Ugh. the place. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I no, can't that remember. was that was brutal.
1: <laughs> I'm i like this. Sarah's like, oh, you can look at the TV now.
3: Nah. Um, <laughs> it's just just no. I, I'm you not, had, you had the same, same operation morning. as Andy Murray, didn't it? think so what was it like it was it scope of his hip benjamin something where they put
2: like a, a ceramic coating on top of it. yeah so. yeah by, by the looks of it i think they just like ground his hip basically down and then just popped it in as a completely new joint by the yeah. sounds of it it, it sounded it sounds it. oh seriously yeah you'll have to you'll have to, tu- you'll, have to tu- you'll have to turn away because there's there's banging and chiseling of certain pieces Aww. that you don't want to be seeing so
1: nah, it's, it's awesome. also, <laughs> also as well i think it it paints Vince McMahon in a, in a bit of a different light as well which i don't know if that's kind of a bit of a byproduct of it but that's an, an interesting dynamic to see as well so for, for the amount of you know reports that you might want to read on the internet that says about him essentially being the devil incarnate to then actually see this kind of more personal sort of loyal Side of, of Vince McMahon is, is kind of new as well to to the to the general public, so definitely definitely worth a watch. Um, so yeah, recommended viewing if you obviously yeah. aside from the Cookie Cast back catalogue, so get yourself oh. on that as well.
2: Yeah, Undertaker's always he's always sort of come across as one of those characters that when he does decide to retire, he's one of the people. He's one of the very few people where that year they couldn't do any sort of other. Hall of Fame people the entire evening should just be dedicated to his career and putting him in the Hall of Fame rather than just having like people going up and having 20 minutes, half an hour to talk about their stuff that you just basically carve out three hours just to sort of like basically celebrate his career.
1: Well, they've, they've still got one cab on the rank haven't they? Because they've got to get this year's inductees in first well, at some point. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> Eventually. But yeah, I just I thought that was where that was definitely worth a mention because uh, it, it's, it's been absolutely compelling. But, yeah, if uh, if that's it, boys, I think we're, we're all done for the night. So, uh, yeah, tune in to, to Backlash. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time on Getting Over on CookieCast.
0: There you go, what you think to that? Another one done. Another pay per view done. Obviously, tune into the pay per view. Find out who wins all the matches. Find out who wins the predictions. And um, see how you do on your predictions. If you let us know what you predict before the event, you too could find yourself as a guest on Cookie Cast Getting Over. How about that? So, yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, do be uh, be a good, good person and uh, be a subscriber on YouTube. Click for notifications. Be a love. Go on. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. And uh, you can send social media love. You can send email love. Um, send us a picture of you uh, kissing the screen with love. How about that? So there we go. That's this one done. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye.